Welcome to FEPS Talks, the podcast series of the Foundation for European Progressive Studies. Find out more about us on feps-europe.eu. Hello, welcome to FEPS Talks. My name is Laszlo Andor, uh, Secretary General of uh, the Foundation for European Progressive Studies, FEPS, in uh, Brussels. But today I'm in Berlin meeting Professor Gesine Schwan, who is a member of the Fundamental Values Commission of uh, the German and SPD. And even the president of it. And even the president uh, of it. And, um, the chair. And um, also a former presidential candidate of um, uh, the SPD, twice, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but Professor Schwann is also a member of um, the Global Migration Group, mm-hmm. uh, which has been organized uh, by FEBS. Um, and that's, where, that's why I would like to start our conversation with um, a question on migration. How do you look back on the recent years European experience. Is there something Europe can be proud of? Because most of the press coverage is about the impossibility of resolving this immigration conundrum. Well, of course, there are several persons and also some governments from time to time who have acted, especially for the uh, Mediterranean Sea uh, salvation. But in general, I don't think that the European Union or the national governments can be proud about what they did because, in fact, I do think with what happens in the Mediterranean, with what happens on the uh, road uh, in Eastern uh, Europe, or through Bulgaria, etc., is really in contradiction, I would say, with the human rights uh, declaration and also with fundamental values of social democratic policy. So I don't think it is okay. Um, there is, of course, the additional problem that not only the governments of Central European, Central Eastern Europe, but also uh, a number of governments of Western Europe are afraid to take more migrants, more asylum seekers, more uh, refugees. These are three different groups I know quite well, but nevertheless, I put them now together uh, because they are uh, fearing bad results during the election process. I think this is the most important point with it. So, What has come out during the last years is at least, I would try to say, a progress in that sense, that we have now uh, understood that there is no obligatory distribution of refugees in Europe possible. We have to find voluntary decision-making. Um, and that has already happened in a number of times more in an com- improvised way than really in a form of regulation when we had uh, the, the problems of with, with ships on the Mediterranean and they had refugees and they did, couldn't know where to bring them. There have been some uh, solutions, although sometimes Germany, for instance, has promised to take some uh, refugees, very small numbers of us, and nevertheless they didn't take them for months. So there, if you look really close, it's still not very convincing. But nevertheless, the fact that it has to be voluntary is okay. I think we have to go forward because the migration uh, question is, of course, a d- dividing question especially also with the supporters of social democratic parties or the adherents because a large part of them feel already in bad shape and they feel strong uh, competition 
uh, resentments with refugees and we have to find solutions so that these competition or uh, resentments uh, would be calmed down and that we would find it. Because mm. I can't imagine a social democratic policy which would uh, restrain uh, social socialism or social democracy to Uh, national uh, national realms. We have in Germany an experience of national socialism and we don't like it. Of course, it is not the same, but it is also always a restrained equality in social support for uh, for members of the, of the state, of the national entity. Now, I don't think, so to be clear, that the Dan Danish solution is a solution because it's a social mm -hmm. democracy which would resign from the global A reach of solidarity is no more a social democracy and it's also very uh, short-sighted because we won't find solutions just on the level when no no question at all neither climate nor migration on the uh, uh, level only of national state now so what we will have to find is solutions which would be voluntary and which would also obey the fundamental value of social democracy, namely justice. Mm -hmm. And justice means... Who is going to define this? Yes, that is what I wanted to say. Justice does not only mean that we have to be just to migrants. Of course we have, and to asylum seekers. We have also to be just to those who are badly off in our countries. It is very understandable that they don't feel well when they think they have been neglected, that they have been poor, etc., that their social status is bad, and that they think... Uh, that uh, uh, instead of helping them, the state is helping um, uh, asylum seekers or refugees. So mm. what I am very much pleading, and I think that would be having a pacifying uh, impact, is to find solutions where justice also for those who are in the country would be implemented and where they could be part of the decision-making process, namely mm -hmm. by participation procedures. This is These are the two points for a good and digestible, so to say, solutions, um, a solution for uh, asylum-seeking uh, refugees and migration questions for social democrats and also for uh, a certain uh, strata of laborers, etc., who feel neglected when we uh, accept migrants. Yes, but this is very interesting because often the, the divergent uh, views on immigration are linked to a kind of urban and rural divide and also the fact that those cities or regions which are more experienced with immigration are also more open-minded, while, uh, relatively speaking, those uh, regions which experience less immigration, they are the more restrictive or closed uh, yeah. ones. This is often presented as a kind of paradox. And uh, if I read your words correctly, you are suggesting that um, exactly because of this divide, we would also need to invest more in those who feel lagging behind or left behind um, in order to change their attitude or in, in order to bring them on board. Exactly. And you have also this divide which has been considered only since the last two years approximately, namely the divide between the country, large country and the small and big towns. And it is empirically certainly true. And it is not surprising for everybody who has ever studied uh, prejudice questions that mm -hmm. those 
who are against refugees or who have been against Jews have always lived in regions where they didn't meet Jews or refugees. That means without knowing them, you're against them. You've, you cultivate your prejudices. Therefore, mm -hmm. to overcome the, also the divide between the country, which has been neglected concerning infrastructure decisions, the, the mobilization and mobility, etc., we have to overcome both divide at once mm -hmm. and not make out of them a kind of sedimentation of cultural difference once forever and also of uh, difference of orientation. Um, this difference between um, cosmopolitans and uh, communitarists. So, okay. Yeah. So, but they are not real communitarists because the communitarists are different in the United States. But nevertheless, they are in Germany. They make the division between the cosmopolitans and the communitarists. And the communitarists uh -huh. are not the liberals, individuals, atomized, uh, atomized society. Mm -hmm. But they are the community. They tick together. They mm -hmm. help each other, etc. But this is really uh, very bad uh, kind of Weberian ideal t type because. In the country, you can help, but you cannot always help. And that means you have people in the country who would be open-minded and cosmopolitan, and you have people in the city who are really against refugees. Mm -hmm. So in order to, I think, in the large time perspective, in order to find solutions for the challenges we have, and they are nearly all essentially global. This is climate, this is uh, migration, this is the whole um, digital problem, the whole structural uh, changes in our economic life. Mm -hmm. All these changes cannot be solved just on a national level. And if you don't find aggregated uh, solutions, trans-border, transnational solutions, it's difficult. And therefore, you need an attitude of the society which is able to be open. And mm -hmm. if you want to be able to be open, you have to find, uh, to feel a certain security, a material security yes. and a psychological security. Uh, social Democrats have to take uh, serious the question of security. This is a fundamental need of everybody. Uh, liberty and security both are very important. And we have a time where many, many people have lost their security feeling, their cultural security and their material and social security, or they are feel threatened also by neoliberal politics as they will lose their jobs, etc. So you have by by just and participatory solutions, mm -hmm. you have to help them to find a new security, also a, f a new power power feeling of themselves, mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. can make mm -hmm. a difference, that they can decide. Yes, but that's why the 2015 shock was really dramatic, because this <laughs> sense of security was lost or mm -hmm. weakened. People witnessed uh, a disorderly mm -hmm. immigration, and um, also that, um, I think in normal times, uh, let's say about 10-15% of the total immigration is refugees, but mm -hmm. then in 2015 it went up to, I don't know, 80 mm -hmm. to, 50, to 90%. So uh, this is in a way also um, what kind of image is created through the media mm -hmm. about uh, immigration and also the, the, the quantity mm -hmm. uh, that perhaps you know, a certain number can be easily managed by Europe. Mm. If it goes up to, you know, beyond the capacity, 
Yeah, but you know, I mean, the quantity, it has gone down enormously. Mm. We are back to under 200,000. Mm. The Christian uh, Social Union wanted a limit of 220 or 240. We are well below. Well below. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't change this insecurity feeling. So what provoked the insecurity feeling? I'm not so sure that it was just the one million or 800,000 who just entered Germany with 80 million. I mean, in comparison with other countries, that is not such a big quantity. No, I would say what they were shocked about was that they had the impression that the government was not prepared at all to do it. Mm. You know, so uh, what they want for their security feeling is a policy and a state apparatus Mm -hmm. which is able to deal with it. And the policy we have done in Germany was always short-sighted. This was called in German Aufsichtfahren. The Chancellor mm -hmm. always spoke about Aufsichtfahren. I know that from skiing, you know, if there is a large uh, brouillard, you can only just very slowly go from stick to stick in yes. order to find. But she went on uh, going from stick to stick, Uh, although you had a large side of the future, you could do it. And the problem is if you have a government which is not far-sighted, mm -hmm. but which is short-sighted, then they, they don't find solutions and the people feel that they don't know what to do. And they were right. The government was completely in turbulence. And now the question is, what can we do? And my, my feeling is, after this experience, of course we should find a better government that would be more have a long longer horizon a broader horizon but on the other hand we have also to empower people bottom up in the uh, municipalities etc that they from their bottom up experience would have their own side on it and would have their own ideas about it, then you are not shocked immediately because if you know really that that will be the migration number of, let me say, the next five years, you are not suddenly shocked out of the blue because you have been told before that everything is normal, we are fine, we are rich, everything's okay. And suddenly we have numbers which the state cannot organize. Mm -hmm. The non-capacity the non of organizing it was a problem, especially for Germany, who always want everything organized. You know, mm -hmm. They have difficulties with, with, uh, with uh, improvising. Mm -hmm. they, they always want an order. This is a long tradition. So and it is still true, this order, uh, the wish for order. So this and therefore also, I think just in the present situation where we don't have such a pressure, Because mm -hmm. the, the numbers are small, yes. but we can have new pressures if we have another crisis, if all that breaks down with Turkey, etc. Then we can have more irregular uh, streams. Mm -hmm. We cannot close every border in Germany. And for that, we have to have mechanisms mm -hmm. which are able to steer it. Yes. The mere quantity is not really the problem. We have now 130 cities and municipalities in Germany who have said officially that they want to take more refugees yes. right so this this is not the problem the problem is if you have an organization behind and therefore you have to have a strategy and you also need money because you have been promoting in the recent years a scheme which would directly link these more forthcoming and open-minded municipalities with european union yeah. funding yeah and um, this is probably um, a, a very critical initiative because this could unlock the situation in many, many places, not only in Germany, yeah. but also in various other countries as well. How do you see the progress with the thinking 
or the actual policy making? I think I have seen there are already a number of programs, the CLLD is called, I think one is a CLLD is one, and there are some others where you have already a direct financing from Brussels to municipalities. Mm -hmm. So this is not legally impossible. You have to make out of that a strategy. And therefore, I'm more and more convinced that this has to be, this is the core point for the next financing frame, mm -hmm. because it is not only important for what we told, uh, spoke about, the migration question, it is also very important in order to bring together Central European, Central Europe and Europe in general, because we find in Hungary, we find in Poland and also in, in uh, the Czech Republic, a kind of split society. You have uh, uh, part of the society who are behind the national uh, government, which is against migration, is against liberal democracy, is against rule of law, etc. And you have a large part in the society who is not at all against, but for all that. For, uh, this part of the society wants what the European Union always preached as a liberal Western democracy, with social mm -hmm. justice. They did not have enough social justice, therefore it has been threatened. But this is what they want. And I have also observed, it's not only for Poland, where I'm sure that there are many cities, for instance, who want to take uh, uh, refugees, uh, at least now 16 or 17 cities. We have seen this election, that the general election went to peace, but the, the, community, the, the municipality election did not go mm -hmm. simply to peace. There were large differences. And the same, as I understand, is true for, for Hungary. You have have, of course, changing. a very example, a big example of Budapest, but also of other cities where a coalition from right to the other side, uh, you had also your right wing um, uh, party uh, within, but nevertheless, this was an, an, a new coalition. And I have also heard that there are now uh, talks between, for instance, the mayor of Budapest and the mayor of Warsaw, who want for to become independent of their heads of states who want to limit them and to kind of uh, uh, provoke them in the financing, uh, who want to uh, promote a direct financing from the European Union to the cities, because that would be the best and most effective strategy to save the rule of law and to save liberal democracy. And I think this is the best way, really, to do it. Of course, the central governments won't be pleased, but that is not important. Important is that we find a peaceful solution which is supported by the will of the people, of the elected representatives, mm -hmm. to overcome this, this strategy of illiberal democracy, which uh, uh, seemed with Orban and others to be so sure that this is the future of democracy. No, this is not the future of democracy. So the direct financing is a seemingly technical cornerstone for a fruitful, voluntary, free movement for social democracy, I would say. This is, this, this, uh, of course, you cannot know what would be the various uh, uh, directions, orientations of municipality uh, governances and of mayors. But we have seen in Germany, it doesn't matter if it is a conservative mayor or a social democratic mayor, I have to say. When they see urgencies, they, they want to find solutions. It's as simple as that. And therefore, I think we should, as social democrats also in the European Union, absolutely slowly develop the European Union from the state of a state union mm. 
to the state of a citizens' union, but mm -hmm. in a concrete way, namely mm -hmm. not just uh, civil society. This is very diffuse and you don't know what it means. But if you strengthen municipalities, this is organized uh, yes. policy. And there you can go, go forward. Yes, it is ironic that people sometimes um, do much speak about subsidiarity, but when there would be room for real subsidiarity... Yeah. Then is, uh, course, it's difficult to implement. Why should yes. you limit subsidiarity to the national state? On the contrary, exactly. the best would be either the individual person or the small social entity or the municipality. This is really subsidiarity. And how central is this for social democracy or social democratic revival or reconstruction? Because we are speaking about migration, we are speaking about security, and very often these issues are considered to be let's say, owned by the right mm -hmm. uh, or, or issues where the right is naturally stronger. Mm. Uh, while in the recent years, it seemed that uh, for social democrats or the center-left or progressives in general, it has turned out to be either divisive or poisonous. Exactly. Yeah. So we would need to at least neutralize, but at best, you know, constructively rebuild a progressive narrative. Yeah, of, and the uh, progressive narrative is that uh, you should turn over the previous period where private goes prior mm -hmm. public. In the, other, in the other way, public goes prior uh, private, uh, for instance, ownership. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have dealt with that with social democrats since the 19th century, where public always meant, meant state, mm -hmm. national state. Now, the national state has proved since the end of the... 80s at the latest, that with economic globalization, it is not anymore ready to really steer in favor of the poor and the dis underprivileged, etc., to very steer politics. And this loss of real power, which is due to the economic globalization, cannot be compensated by getting back to national states, but to giving more power to the organized civil society in form from municipalities. This is, in my view, the way, and the social democrat democracy has started with, they wanted to overcome capitalism. They didn't find a way to totally overcome capitalism. They seem to want to overcome market economy. They can't overcome market economy, but they can try to steer it, which is more complicated than to steer it only by the national state. The national state was the steering instrument uh, against a capitalism uh, unregulated, which would make the poorest poor. Now we will have to find political steering of mm. capitalism, which is much more differentiated, which is on the various levels, which would be a steering on the municipality level and also a kind of creating a new culture when you invite, for instance, in the cities, um, you have the elected mayor, you have the elected uh, assemblies, and then you invite, for instance, uh, the organized civil society and the entrepreneurs, the companies, to build together commissions where they would find out what should be the direction of the future of this municipality. Mm -hmm. For instance, concerning uh, the question of either unemployment or the need of, of manpower, which mm -hmm. is now very important. 
or which concerns climate questions, which yes. concerns mobility questions. All these are global questions, but also uh, local questions. And you find very often new, mm -hmm. interesting solutions on the globe, on the local level. You have, of course, then to find, to coordinate that also with the national and the global level. You have both, you need mm -hmm. both sides. You cannot only do it bottom up, but you, you can always do it bottom up and you need to do it bottom up. And therefore, I think the social democracy has started with liberty, justice, solidarity. Now, liberty means also political liberty in the sense of participation. It's not the private liberty only just to be on, as the more conservative idea is, that you are private. Yes, you need privateness, of course. Mm -hmm. But social democratic understanding of freedom or liberty is that you can take part in the decision making mm -hmm. of your community. So participation, it's not just social security, it's participation, you need social security, but you, the idea of a social democratic society which would just have 60 million people who are satisfied with pensions, this mm. is not the idea of a social democratic society. So participation, responsibility is a very important per term for mm. social democracy and you can only learn it if you have practice. Mm. of political decision-making and of knowing what is what can we do if we have contrary interests, etc. So the mobilization of political experience, wisdom, participation is very social democratic. Democratic is a very social democratic idea. And to create by that also just uh, solutions, which are really owned then by those who have taken the decision. And therefore it is totally a social democratic strategy. It is not a conservative one. It is not a mere liberal one because there you give as much to the market as you want and that is not the idea of a social democracy. And it is not, of course, not a right wing. And the Greens are close to it in the mm -hmm. way they came out of the Social Democratic Party. But the difference I always remark is that the Greens, to their advantage, are very much close to citizens' intelligence. They are close to bourgeoisie. Mm. Uh, they are not really close to the workers, to the underprivileged, etc. This, and we as social democrats should not only say that we are there for a small minority of underprivileged. Yes, mm. we are responsible for them, but we, our dream is proud, uh, uh, responsible, feeling free citizens. So it's a new edition of the social market model with a much stronger ecological sustainability dimension as well? Yes, one could say so. But uh, I have to say that the social market model, which has been first developed by Ludwig Erhard, who, by the way, was before the Second World War in circles where they had even social democratic ideas. This mm -hmm. is, was also uh, such a but. Uh, which was not first accepted by the social democracy in, in Germany because they wanted more planning. Then mm -hmm. they have seen that the planning didn't really work. And they, with Schiller, the German economic minister, uh, combined the ordo-liberalism, which was behind social uh, uh, market policy, and Keynes, uh, yes. John Maynard Keynes. The problem with the social market economy is that there still the national state is a steering instrument. Mm -hmm. This is not possible anywhere. So it means you need a transnational gov political governance in order to, 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 uh, to domesticate capitalism, not to kill it, not to overcome it, but to domesticate it so that not the markets win, but that the policy would uh, decide. And therefore, it is a little bit... Um, a little bit dis misleading if we always speak from social about social 
market uh, because also there is a difference between those who understand by social market anti-monopoly decision making and mm. that's it yes. and others who would say no you need also economic policy etc which Ludwig Er did not want at all he mm. did want just anti-monopolistic policy so you need a transnational political steering And you need, of course, then a total change of view. And that is already starting in society. We have a new law, which is in principle good, immig uh, immigration law. We, we want an immigration law. We have finally accepted that Germany is an immigration country. But we want to restrict it to well-educated workforces. Mm. So who paid for the education of these well-educated workforces? The countries where yeah. they will now be away, right? Mm -hmm. Where they, they, they... The country of origin. Yeah. And, and this is also a fundamental inequality. I know that from yes. Poland, you spoke about Poland. I mean, the, the very well-educated uh, physicians, uh, radiologists from Warsaw, they go to Germany. They are mm -hmm. paid much better needed in Warsaw. So again, we have always to have this global view. Where do we create inequalities somewhere else by creating ours. But at least in the European Union, uh, there should be a mechanism for cohesion, yeah. which helps rebalancing. Yeah. 2020 is going to be quite critical from yeah. this point of view, when the EU will have to adopt a new budget for the long term, yeah. for seven years ahead. Do you trust that the EU will drive the budgetary framework to this direction for more cohesion and human capital? <laughs> I would not just sit in my... Uh, sit down and trust. I I think it is necessary and I have to, to, to do everything in order that that made possible. I do not trust that from by themselves people would go in that direction, even not the leaders of the Social Democratic mm. Party, because they are always afraid from elections which could turn uh, against them and they see at the right wing the former supporters of the Social Democratic Party who now are voting either for for France's um, national populace. So this is, um, we have to do it, and solidarity is, is a very important orientation, but I think you, you cannot preach it. That won't lead anywhere. You have to kind of help growing solidarity by the fact that you help people who feel treated unjustly that they feel new, better, just treatment and then can again, uh, so to say, allow their natural solidarity to grow again. This is my anthropology because just pre preaching to people who feel resentments because mm. they feel badly treated, that won't help. But I, I suppose that people who are better off and who are helped and visibly helped, that they feel it mm. and they have to feel it, Um, and then they can become more generous. I mm. mean, generosity is one of the virtues of Aristotle in the Nicomachean Ethics. And uh, one could wonder why generosity. But the generosity is a part of the friendliness against others, right? And uh, my clear conviction is democracy and social democracy needs friendly people. Friendly in the Aristotelian sense means that they consider themselves, the others, as potential cooperators, as potential uh, interesting people, etc., and mm. not as potential enemies. This is the contrary, Hobbes would be the contrary. And uh, so generosity 
is possible if you, and even generates good feeling, by the way, for those who are generous. So all this belongs for me to a social democratic attitude. I mean, this is much more than to have a minimum wage. This is, mm. of course, an important element, but it is a whole way of life. It is a way of life which I would call in German gelungen, which would in the possible realm. I mean, finally, you have to make your sense with sense of life with many other elements. But uh, if a society can contribute to a well-done life, mm. then it is that it gives you the base that you live in an entourage, entourage in, an, in, 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 in an environment mm. where you feel well, where you feel accepted. I, I would say solidarity. I mean, uh, our European hymn, Anthem, yes, Anthem, exactly. Anthem Freude schöner Götterfunken, Tochter aus Elysium. And there you speak of the solidarity also, because the, the joy is coming from being friendly with others and helping others. And if you, if you try to find out a, a psychology of uh, joy, Freude, yes. joy, um, Uh, when do you feel joy? Not when you, you, you might have a brief period of being joyful if you get a lot of money and much more money than others. Mm. But in fact, you feel, I think, very happy if you feel suddenly that somebody is doing you well without calculation. Not just in order to have an instrument, in order to exploit you, but mm. just to having a nice gesture and being nice, right? This is a source of joy. Our Europe for the last 10 years, 15 years, has lost solidarity to a large extent and therefore has not given sufficient experience of joy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I once had to present an idea about uh, why should we be joyful about Europe? Because if we feel, don't feel joyful about Europe, you, 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 you need a lot of... You miss a lot of motives and forces in order to, to contribute to Europe. If you like something, you do something. So, and, and I would say the fact that during the last 15 years, within the societies and between the national states, we have all the time calculated what is the advantage, what is the point from yes. we. This is the normal attitude. What is your advantage out of that? And not what could you contribute This is a general mentality, and then you are not joyful. I can only agree. Uh, a transactional, transactional approach uh, can only lead to a dead end about the European yeah. Union. Yeah. And I'm glad uh, you explained the philosophy of the European anthem, uh, because this also happens to be the birthday of Ludwig von Beethoven, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is just yeah, a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Professor Schwann, thank you very much for this conversation, for your time. We have discussed... Um, a number of issues from migration to solidarity and especially the future of social democracy, uh, which is very much linked to the future of uh, European Union and friendship. This was Feb's Talks and uh, please listen to other previous episodes as well in 2020. And thank you very much for your attention. Thank you for your attention. If you found our conversation interesting, do not hesitate to share it on social media with the hashtag FEPSTalks. More is yet to come. Stay tuned. <laughs>